0: Hey Courtney. Hey Sasha. I haven't been feeling very well since I ate those Christmas decorations.
1: Oh no. What do you think it is? I think it might be tinselitis. <laughs> Call the doctor. It's spoop hour. <laughs> <laughs>
0: podcast. You're in the right place. That's Sasha. I'm not Courtney. (laughs) It's weird when we do it like that. It's really hard. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's Sasha. This is Courtney. And yeah, we're here to spook you up. Yes. If you like spooky trash, you've come to the correct location. So this week we're continuing our Traversing of the spookier side of Christmas and holiday seasons. Absolutely. At this point, Hanukkah is over. So if you celebrate Hanukkah, we hope you had a lovely one. Yep. Hope you got all the things that you wanted. Hope you ate some really good treats. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking snacks. And then if you celebrate Christmas, we're about a week out from that. So hopefully you're on top of your Christmas shit and you're just getting festive and leaning into it. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can find us on the internet. We're at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagrams. And you can also leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's calling itself these days. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Anything spooky happened to you this week? Well, technically this happened to me last week, but I forgot to mention it. So the spooky thing that happened to me is my mom sent me a text because my mom lives in the house where she grew up. Mm Mm-hmm. And, obviously, this house has been in her family now for, you know, decades and decades and decades. Yeah. So, like, sometimes there's some really old things stored there. Yeah. Like, old Christmas decorations and whatever. And my mom found this. Ah, what? Merry <laughs> Christmas, oh, Sasha. God, I hate him. I love you. No. So my mom has taken to hiding him around the house, so that's fun. Ah. So that's the spooky thing that happened to me technically last week. My mom sent me that picture, and I'm like, well, I don't care for that at all. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, right? <laughs> How about you? Uh, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, but in, like, a weird way. Just the quick version is that there was a death in my family... The spooky thing that happened was I was talking to my uncle on the phone this week at, or this week and he said that there were a lot of like mm. he was getting phone calls from friends and stuff who were like mm. oh did you know did your partner pass away you yeah. know or you know like he's he's gone right or i think he's pranking me from the other side and so there was <laughs> interesting yeah so like, there was one cousin who of of my, my uncle who passed, who said, like, a big black bird swooped down in front of her and she had to, like, swerve to get out of the way and was like, shit. Because <laughs> she was like, that was him. Oh. And then after he got off the phone with her, a big black bird swooped down and landed in the yard and looked oh, wow. at him. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> because, like, that was him. And then one of their friends in Chicago called, mm-hmm. like, two minutes after he passed and was like, oh, no, it happened, didn't it? Or call, called the friend that, who was with them. And yeah. Because she, like, felt something, like, kind of, like, shift. Yeah. And then later that evening, she went grocery shopping and bought this, like, Canada Dry's brand of, like, like, seltzer water or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, club soda. Yeah. And she I believe was, it's called Polar Ice, but I, it could be wrong. Yeah, and she was, like, trying to get into their, her house, and the gr- bag of groceries broke, and a bag of this Canada Dry club soda fell out, and like sprayed her. <laughs> and then she was like, damn it, Gary. Aww.
1: <laughs> so
0: he's learning tricks from the other side. That's
1: awesome. And That's then, one of my favorite kinds of ghost stories. Yeah.
0: And when I was doing yoga, I was like really wobbly this week. And mm-hmm. then I just heard him go, hey, Sash. And I went, ah. And then I like recentered myself. So that was good.
1: That's good. But
0: yeah, that was my spooky thing that happened this week.
1: Well, that actually ties in. We got a listener story this week. And this comes from Andrew of the Fry Gay the 13th podcast, which is a genuine delight of a podcast. It really is. I can't listen to the spookier episodes, which are about horror movies, because I can't I can't do horror. Yeah. We've been over this. I'm a weenie. I once got nightmares from just reading about the witch. Oh, absolutely. So, but if you listen, they also have like off theme episodes where they just do, they call it Frygay's favorite movies and they take a look at movies they like. And if you are a weenie like me and you want to give them a listen, you're not sure where to start. I recommend starting with the Romy and Michelle's high school reunion episode because that might be my favorite of theirs. And also I love that fucking movie. It's so good. It and really is. it's one of those movies that I saw when I was too young probably to see it. And I just remember watching it and being like, this is what adulthood is gonna be like. I get it right. now. This is what I'm this is what I'm facing down the barrel of, and I can get behind that. Anyway, so Andrew sent us his listener ghost story, and it kinda ties into what you were just talking yeah. about. Which we did not coordinate. That's actually no. just a fun little coincidence. Right. Andrew writes Hey, spoopy ladies. Long time listener, first time writing in. I thought I would share my ghost story with you. We lost my dad to suicide when I was 13, but it wasn't the last time we heard from him. The night after my dad's funeral, when we were all asleep, suddenly out of nowhere, all of the alarm clocks – yes, we had these in the 90s – in the house went off at the same time, 3.13 a.m. Thinking maybe this was a power outage or a flicker, we didn't think much of it until we received the final report on my dad's death. His approximate time of death was assumed to be sometime between 3 and 3.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. My dad was a huge practical joker. Could this have been his last time giving us one more scare? Spookiest thing that has ever happened to me. Andrew. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah. I love those little ghost stories. Like, we all know I don't believe in ghosts. Right. But when things like that happen, I wish I did believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that, you know, those we love who pass away come back just to be like, Hey,
0: yeah, I'm going prank you. I yeah, when I was talking to my uncle Eric, I I mentioned that I have like his childhood Ouija board in our basement. It's,
1: oh my God, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I completely forgot one, that was his. It's
0: the one. It's <sighs> my dad, my his younger brother, mm-hmm. and his older brother had a Ouija board that they shared among <laughs> themselves. So that's the Ouija board that we used in our Ouija episode. Yeah, but it's it's here, and so I was like. Oh, he was telling me about all these, like, weird ghost things, and I was like, well, maybe when we're all in Michigan for the funeral. Yeah, there you go. I can, uh... Bust that bad boy bust out. Bust that bad boy out, and we can summon Uncle Gary. And, and it'll still be he, like, does Eric
1: smell? Yes. Yes.
0: And the funny <laughs> thing is, like, he he thought it was a good idea, so Aww. I was like, okay, good, let's go do some Ouija. That's so good. So that's the kind of family I have. I love it. But I, I was telling someone, uh, we had our holiday party here on Friday. Mm-hmm. And someone a couple people came downstairs and they were walking around, they were like, Yo, is that, you know, your global pursuit? And I was like, No, that's it's my roommates. And yeah. like, that's a really old one. I was like, Yeah, the same version at my parents' house. And then someone saw the Ouija board and I was like, Yeah, we actually keep the planchette away from the Ouija boards <laughs> so that if we do have guests and they find it, they can't do any summoning accidentally in our
1: house. We're not allowed to summon in We're the house. We're not allowed to summon in the house. We'll so. get very strict rules.
0: So I told him, I was like, the planchette's hiding on the main floor and the Ouija board's in the basement. <laughs> and he, he, this is my old department chair, and he just like looked at me and he's like, that's very nice. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm yep. going to go get more dip now.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, which one's the bathroom?
0: <laughs> so, uh. yeah.
1: We got to get, we still need to get our boundaries set because I still want to do it out by that like old yeah, the timey, timey water thing. thing. Yeah, when, yeah. The water,
0: when the weather dries out. Yeah,
1: so we need to figure out. I did see a great blue heron yesterday, like in oh, our backyard. Yeah, the swampy part. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know if you heard me, I think you were just leaving, so it might have mm-hmm. been as you opened your door, but I opened my curtains and I went, oh fuck, that's a great blue heron, because oh, I got wow. really excited. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it was cool. Oh, that's the other thing. It's not a spooky thing that happened. If you hear jingling, it's because the jingle cat is back. Zelda's back. She has her collar on now. We're done with the cone. We called it after nightmarish things happen. Everybody love on Sasha and our <laughs> other roommate for trying to deal with them while I frantically drove home because my cat is a nightmare. But she's good now. She's in her collar. Everybody's happy. We're jingling it again. She
0: doesn't seem to hate me. No. I was just trying to help you. <laughs> she got I was like, in her you... cone again. Yeah, she
1: threw up her cone and I wasn't here to do anything about it and then she was grumpy at her circumstances and lashed out at our other roommate and Sasha who were so graciously trying to help her deal with her disgusting thing so Mm -hmm. I hope it's a valid uh, a valuable lesson for her to learn that sometimes when we do gross things to ourselves we have to suffer because we're too much of an asshole to let other people help us but yeah she's jingling that's the important part so we love you if you hear the jingles it's because Jingle Cat's back. Yeah. We have a snack.
0: Do you like this? Do you like jumping from furniture? Hey. Yeah, don't scratch.
1: There you go. Don't be a dick. I took your kitty tower out. It's upstairs now. Don't look at me like that. She's... Anyway,
0: we yeah, have a she... snack. We have a snack. But I feel like she liked that. She did. Like, she jumped did.
1: From here to here. That was nice. Yeah, we can leave it like that. Yeah, Honestly, this is it's very cute. Cozy, yeah, cozy. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we have a snack. of Starbucks.
1: Starbucks this weekend only. So by the time you're hearing this, they're no longer doing it. But after 3 p.m. this past weekend... Which is now they were doing a like buy one get one free thing, so we bought one and we got one free. So Sasha is drinking what I am calling the Christmas tree latte because it tastes like juniper.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It? If I if I think about it too hard, I don't like it. Oh, but okay. when I don't think about it, it's like yeah, I'm like sure, I can get into this. Yeah, there's something. It's like the Christmas, I like Christmas tree. I like juniper. I like gin. Mm-hmm. But there's like this aftertaste that just reminds me of like
1: old man.
0: They did I say... Know it's like an old man. Juniper is kind of an old man thing, but... <laughs> and I'm kind of an old man, but... But like a cute old man. A cute old man. Make like, all the boy old men go... Hwah. But this one is just... It's a bit too I, I old man for you. I should have asked you for like a you know, caramel macchiato or like I an know. eggnog latte or mm. something something more basic. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, now we know. So... How about yours? It's good. I got a peppermint cocoa because I love cocoa and I love peppermint and I love chocolate peppermint mm. and I'm a Basic bitch 24-7. Hell so yeah. I'm basicing it up with my cocoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Starbucks, sponsor us. And then... You can pay us in one free beverage a month. Honestly, we would do it for less. Yes. Like, just give us, like, two free cake pops every month. That's it. That's all we ask. Exactly. And then we'll just plug your shit, even though we're doing it anyway and you're not paying us. Yeah. <laughs> If you work for Starbucks, email spookpower at gmail.com. Right? Or if you have a great listener story, email spookpower at gmail.com. That's the yeah. real reason we have that. Yeah. you ha- How you- Did you like your cake pop? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm going to tuck into my cranberry bliss bar for yes. just a second.
1: Sasha's about to experience some cranberry bliss. Yeah. Now
0: that we don't really live... Well, we live near a Starbucks, but yeah. it's not, like, on my way to work anymore, mm-hmm. so I don't go Starbucks before work. Mm. This is only my second Cranberry Bliss Bar this season. <gasps>
1: That's unacceptable. I know. Oh,
0: you poor thing. Julia brought me one to work the other day.
1: Well, I'm glad that we can support you in this fashion. So, this week, as I said at the top of the episode, we're continuing our holiday spooping. So this week, you know, like we said, Hanukkah's now over. Christmas is coming up. Maybe if you were good this year, you're going to go to your Christmas tree. or get a new episode of Spoop Hour because (laughs) it will drop on Christmas. It will drop on Christmas, (laughs) (laughs) Christmas, number one. And number two, maybe, you know, you open up your Hanukkah gift from your bubby and she got you a brand new dolly. Mm. And you're like, oh boy, a friend doll. Except dolls can have a dark side, can't they, Sasha? They absolutely can. So we're talking about that today! Yay. Yay! So we're dedicating this full episode to spooky ass dolls. Yep. Yep. There are a lot of them. We could probably do this forever. Real quick, I want to shout out my friend Mike messaged me. Mike! Mike! We love him. He's now a dedicated listener. Every so Yay, often, he'll just, he'll just message me something that we said in an episode, and I'm like, that sounds familiar. Did we talk about that? Like, a couple weeks ago, he messaged me when we were talking about the peacock that ate french fries. Mm-hmm. Eat trash, look pretty. <laughs> I was like, feel like that's something we said, but I don't actually remember. Yes. Anyway, Mike messaged me to let me know that the podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me does mm-hmm. a feature where they read haunted doll descriptions on eBay, so I highly recommend you check that out if, after this episode, you still have that spooky doll craving for your Christmas Hanukkah holiday fun time. Yeah. So yeah, check so, that out. Thank yeah. you, Mike.
0: My Brother, My Brother and Me is supposed to be really good. Yeah. I've listened to, like, a couple episodes mm-hmm. here and there, but... I know that they have, like, a really, really, really big fandom. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people I follow on Twitter love them.
1: Oh, nice. Well, then they would love this episode. Yeah. Do you think they know the people at Starbucks? I don't know. (laughs) All right, so do you want me to kick things off? Yeah, go ahead and kick things off. Or do you want to do a real quick news roundup? Because the first story of mine Mm. actually ties into the news. let's let's do the news roundup all right so we realize that we have been remiss in bringing you stories of news mostly because we forget to tell you about them and we just text each other about it and yell and we go we should talk about this we should totally do the episode happens and we're like what spooky things happened this week i don't know i guess nothing oh well and we forget (laughs) to (laughs)
0: share that story so
1: we're doing this now so first probably quickest celine dion is now being accused of being demonic Because her children's clothing line is gender neutral, which, like, great. Who gives a shit? Their kids just put them in fucking clothing. However. However, some people are saying that the designs of her clothing have demonic inspiration. Oh, no. So, I'm pulling up the BuzzFeed article now. basically, a lot of particularly fundamentalist religious people, including exorcists, are warning that, and the National Catholic Register, that the clothing is in fact a cult, because the devil is going after children by confusing gender. When a child is born, what's the first thing we say about that child? It's a boy or it's a girl? That is the most natural thing in the world to say, but to say there is no difference is satanic, Uh which seems like a leap, but okay, So, people are flipping out because there's designs that have, like, stars and shit on there, and people are like, oh, it's the devil! It's not the devil. It's just, it's just gender-neutral kids' clothing. Everybody calm down. Take a deep breath. Like, it's just, it's just kids' clothes. Right? Yeah.
0: Also, Celine Dion has been through a lot in the last, like, two years. Yeah, let's let Celine
1: Dion live. Like, she doesn't deserve this. I love that this article includes the note of Celine, who was raised Catholic, baptized her three children. Right? So, she can't be a demon, the brand is called New New New. I like it. Yeah, it's cute. And it's 70 stereotype free styles of gender neutral clothes. And as somebody who often when I'm shopping for my nieces, I don't go like, oh, they have to go to the girls section. Yeah. Cause like particularly one niece of mine, I want to be an astronaut. Right. And guess what? They don't make astronaut clothes for girls because everything's bullshit. So I go to the boy section and I buy your fucking Nash's shirts and you can suck my dick about it.
0: Yeah, the other night I was at Target baby clothes shopping. Yeah. Well, Christmas shopping, but plus baby clothes. Yeah. And I ended up pointing out this beautiful, like, it was like a light blue and green, minty, like onesie. It Cute. was covered in sloths and had little sloth feet. Aww. And I was like, ah! And then I, Steph looked at it and went, ah! She bought it for her her baby. Good. Yet to be unborn daughter.
1: Yay! We're really
0: excited. Yes. So,
1: in short, Celine Dion, if you are a demon, rock on with your demon self. It's not because of your gender-free clothing line, though. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? Live your truth. It's about to be 2019, y'all. So that's the first bit. The second bit... You may recall from ages ago, we talked about the woman who swore off relationships with human men because she fell in love with the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate.
0: Yeah. And she was also a Jack Sparrow impersonator, which Which, was a
1: detail I forgot. Somehow we missed that detail, I think, in our telling. Good news. We know it now. (laughs) Yeah. It's something. Something. But anyway, true love is a lie because she is now divorcing her 300-year-old pirate ghost. So that's... I don't. If those two crazy kids can't make it work, what hope do the rest of us right? have? I know. What? If a Jack Sparrow impersonator and a three hundred year old pirate ghost can't make it work in this crazy world, I
0: don't understand. <laughs> and then I've got a story. Yes, of I like. and this one, this one I like because it's like this perfect cross between like the paranormal, mm-hmm. which. I mean, is a thing that both of us like, but mm-hmm. also true crime. Yep. Which is also a thing that we both like, but parties, especially Courtney. Yes,
1: parties at our house usually devolve with, like, me and a crew of people watching Forensic Files. We had my work party here the other night, mm-hmm. and we played
0: Trivia Murder Party mm-hmm. on Jackbox Pack 3. Yeah. And Julie, not Julia, Connie accidentally referred to it as my favorite murder party. Yes! I was like, ah. Uh, my influence is spreading. It spread. <laughs> so... This story popped up back in November, and then there was, like, a update again this December, like, basically being like, oh, this is what happened. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah. So, a New Yorker from Lake Grove, New, New York, was a... He's, he's, you know, a middle-aged man who has always wondered about the disappearance of his father when he was a baby. And he has three older siblings. The oldest one was nine at the time of the disappearance. Oh, wow. And they were always told in the 60s that that their dad just, like, abandoned them, just walked off. Which,
1: to be fair, is a thing that happened. Right. Before divorce was really popular, people would just be like, all right,
0: bye. Bye, yeah. And so this happened in 1961, and no one ever reported him missing. It was just like, nope, he just walked off you know, he went out for cigarettes and never came back. Or he (laughs) went to take out the garbage and never came back.
1: In a way, he did take out the garbage. But there was a relative
0: who... There was one relative who said, oh, he was, you know, in the Korean War, so he went back... He abandoned them to go back to his girlfriend in Korea. Oh. So that's, like, another kind of, like, sad take on it.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, a thing again. It it did not happen. Right. Like, people Um, would do that.
0: And then one day, a relative said, maybe he... Maybe... Well, actually, it was his uncle said, oh, maybe my brother's buried in the house. <laughs> and, like,
1: that's kind of uh, a weird thing to say. What an oddly specific and joke to make.
0: he kept, you know, as gro- he was growing up, you know, he kept asking, like, where's Papa? Where's Papa? Right? Yeah. And she kept saying, you know, stop asking questions or, you know, like, he's never coming back. Like He's that kind definitely of thing, not right? buried in the house. Right. <laughs> And then she eventually remarried and he kind of stopped asking the questions, like, you know, firmly believing that he walked, this dad walked out and mm-hmm. is never coming back. Yeah. And the mom passed away in 1998. Mm-hmm. So after his mom passed away, he bought the family home mm-hmm. and he still, he and his siblings still really wanted to know like what happened. Mm-hmm. And so they were looking at records and all this stuff and they could never find any trace of him, you know, moving anywhere or, you know, restarting anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so he actually ended up turning turning to, like, the paranormal and going tor- for, like, paranormal investigation and, like, psychics and yeah. mediums. And so one person he hired, one, one psychic he hired, said that his father never left. No. Oh. And then another came to actually visit the home and pointed to a specific spot in the basement and said, I feel energy here. Uh-oh. And then... Later, he was like, "Okay, that's kind of weird," but like the person like was very sure they felt energy. And again, we we know after our visit to a psychic that you would take everything with a grain of <laughs> salt.
1: But you're um, not that actually uh, you're not actually a stone cold bummer who brings everybody right. down. Yeah, and at psychics the time, are sometimes nonsense. Right. And at the time,
0: they didn't think much of it, but later they actually went out and used a ground penetrating radar, like hired like actual science because this guy, his name is Michael Carroll. Yeah. He. Actually, is a man of science. I think he works yeah. in the medical field. Like he, he usually doesn't believe in the psychic shit, but he went and like got a ground radar, yeah. and they discovered there was something buried under that spot. Uh oh. So three years ago, Carol started started to actually drill through the basement floor, and there was some concern about you know damaging the 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 foundation, but he just wanted to keep going. He needed he to know what it was, right? Yeah, and they. So they're working through all the layers of concrete and everything. Mm-hmm. And i it, not in this article from the CBC, but another article said that he had a stroke a few months
1: yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: and so he, he wanted to still continue. So his adult sons yeah. took up the mantle and started digging and kept digging. And then on Halloween this year, they said you should come downstairs and see this. And they found human bones. Oop! And so... Happy
1: Halloween, y'all!
0: <laughs> you know, he he said that. He couldn't explain it, but he, he saw the bones and he felt peaceful. Oh,
1: like, he yeah. said he felt
0: peace and he wanted to touch the bones and he touched it and he was like, you know, like, oh my God, like, this this has got to be him. Yeah, and he had this, like, feeling about it. So they called 911 and the remains were taken to the county's coroner's office to be examined by a forensic anthropologist. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday this month, they they confirmed that it is, in fact, George Carroll, his father, Mm. and that the death is now being examined as a homicide. And it looks like he was a victim of blunt force trauma. Mm -hmm. And now that they've dug him up, they're like, well, we got to figure out why he died. (laughs) And he doesn't want to speculate publicly, but he says in his heart he knows what happened. Yeah. And I know I read one article that kind of mentioned that there was a neighbor Mm -hmm. who spent a lot of time with his mother, and started really, like, hanging around more after the father died. Uh-oh. And I don't think that's the man she remarried later on, mm-hmm. but he may have had something to do with. Yeah. But at this point, his mom's been dead for 20 years. Right. And his dad's been dead since 1961, so there's no no answers, but we probably know what happened. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: We probably know. And
0: in the basement, so I think this home was maybe, like, under construction. Mm-hmm. Like, the childhood home was under construction, when all this was happening, mm-hmm. so like they were able to put him in the basement. But that's yeah. so fucking scary. Yeah. But now he and his siblings have peace. But it's just like that perfect cross of paranormal plus like true crime. Yep. Yeah. So that Mad was it. that was a story that really rustled my jimmies this week. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him a good rustling. Give me a good rustling. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk, go back and circulate back to, or circle back to dolls. I can can tie this all together, because I
1: have semi-recent, I say semi-recent, it was like three weeks ago probably at this point, point. one of my true crime groups on Facebook posted it, so basically this is just some recent upsetting doll news, hold on tight. Alright, upsetting doll news to put us firmly in our topic. Faye and Andrew Stevens celebrate their son's birthday every year. Alex died in 2014 at age 22, but in so his, I know in his memory the Stevens have a ceremonial celebration mm-hmm. with cake and balloons. Mm-hmm. So every year they try to do something just to like remember their yeah. son. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's a nice thing to do. This year the family decided to take a vacation with Alex's godmother Karen Baker, mm-hmm. and they went to a Jamaican resort. So Karen decided she was going to surprise her friends with a tribute to Alex so yeah. that like they could still do their celebration, but it mm. kind of like a surprise yeah. party yeah, celebration. Yeah. So Karen contacted the resort ahead of time and, you know, explained the situation and requested that they put a cake and balloons in her friend's hotel room. Mm. But the hotel employees kind of got a little freelance with the request So, Karen, who thankfully walked into the room first, and it wasn't these poor parents... Oh, God. ...saw this. No! We're gonna post it on the Instagram, don't you worry. Oh, God, what the fuck? Yep. So, since it's not currently (laughs) on the Instagram, I will paint you a word picture. Hotel staff made a really upsetting effigy of the Stevens' deceased son out of clothes that the Stevens had left in their room... So, they stuffed the clothes with towels to form the shape of a man and then made a face complete with tears and a smiley face. They put a can of beer in the dummy's hand and spelled out Happy Birthday, We Miss You, Alex, in petals on the bed. They put the cake on the dummy's lap and called it a day. Anyway, they got their vacation refunded. (laughs) And basically, the trip booking service was like, we think it was a misunderstanding, but like, fuck. 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 Ah. When you see this thing, it is not... When you were trying to remember oh, God. your son who died <laughs> tragically young, this is not what you want. That's not what I want. Especially because they used clothes that were in the room, so they rummaged through all their shit and were like, alright, sweatshirt, pants, shoes, great, nailed it. Ugh. So that's the recent doll news that bridges our news update and our doll shit together. Great. It's just, it's just a bummer.
0: My, my story has a doll that ends up wearing the boys' clothes. Ooh. Yeah. I
1: have <sighs> three stories. Well, like three and a half, four stories. One story ties everything together. Mm-hmm. And then I have two, like, one-off stories. Okay. So do you want me to just... Yeah, you, yeah, start off. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about the Kuman Thong. Okay. I am sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. I could not find a phonetic pronunciation guide to it. Mm-hmm. I did my best. So, with origins in necromancy, Kumanthong firmly qualifies as an inordinately creepy doll. In Thailand, Kumanthong means golden boy, which is exactly what some Thai police officers found in a man's suitcase in a hotel in May 2012. Six roasted human fetuses that had been covered in gold leaf. Mm-hmm. These Kumanthong have a long and storied history in Thailand. In a 19th century story, A high-ranking soldier who is, like, BFFs with the king earns the favor of a sorcerer. And so the sorcerer is like, we're best friends now, so I'm going to do a normal thing and be like, hey, do you want to marry my daughter? And the soldier's like, totes, I'm going to marry your daughter. So they get married, everything's hunky-dory. But unfortunately, the soldier and the sorcerer have a falling out. So the sorcerer then enlists his now-pregnant daughter to poison her husband, the soldier, but the soldier finds out and does something very horrible to his wife. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you are squeamish particularly about child death, so hold on. Basically, he cuts the baby out of her, wraps it in sacred cloth, then builds a fire at the temple where he roasts the fetus. According to the story, the child then becomes a ghost and guardian spirit for his father. So that's a Ku Man Thong, is a child ghost spirit. Okay. There's also... I would not... Protect my father who killed me. No, I wouldn't either. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm a roasting asshole. You know, protect my mom. Yeah, hashtag Team Mom in that mess. Yikes. (laughs) Anyway, so there are also origin myths that involve witch doctors who would invoke stillborn babies to use as their children and also their henchmen. Mm -hmm. So just the spirits of stillborn babies. From there, started a belief in southern Thailand that you could literally cook up one of these protective ghost babies to warn your household of incoming danger. According to ancient manuscripts, to make a kumanthong you needed a dry-roasted baby. Not an exaggeration. You needed to roast a fetus. Mm-hmm. Store-bought is fine. Store-bought, if you can't dry-roast your own baby, store-bought is fine. Oh, God. Yikes. You also needed a cemetery before dawn and some gold leaf and lacquer to apply to said dry roasted baby. So, it's a process. Unsurprisingly, it is hella illegal to make these now. Uh, yeah? I know we're all surprised. Wow. Because, you know, it involves dead human tissue, but uh-huh. here we are. <laughs> PC brigade again. Whew. And... It's also super illegal because of stuff like how in 2011, a man murdered his pregnant wife so that he could use her fetus for a kumanthong. Uh, it's a real fucking bummer. Yeah. But the good news is they've been moved aside in favor of lukthep, which mm-hmm. are creepy in their own way, but they don't actually require a dead baby. Okay. So, Luk Thep, which means child angel, have risen in popularity due to their association with good fortune on personal and professional levels. Okay. They are eerily realistic good luck charms, like peak uncanny valley shit, and people are very attached to them. In 2016, Thai Smile Airways implemented a policy that allows passengers to buy seats and meals for their Luk Thep so that they can travel alongside them. There's DJ Boko, a Thai radio personality, and he brings his look Thep, who is named Wan to his professional events. So Interesting. he just brings his his little baby. People genuinely treat these hyper realistic dolls as part of their family. Mm-hmm. And for added fun, according to the lore, Luk Thep can be infused with the soul of a child through a ritual, making them making them willingly like super fucking haunted. Wow. Like actually they infuse a ghost baby into their previously non-ghost baby. So that's fun. And if you want a lulzy look at this phenomenon and how I came across them, you should watch the first season of Jack Whitehall Travels with My Father because (laughs) Papa Whitehall gets one of these dolls and he names it Winston, and I now follow Winston Whitehall on Twitter because he has a Twitter account. But anyway, these dolls are also coming under scrutiny because they have been used to smuggle drugs because yeah. people are like, no, it's my precious baby. You can't open it up. Oh, yeah. no, drugs. Yeah. cocaine. <laughs> Where will I put my cocaine now? As of 2016, $150 have been seized and raped. Oh, God. Yeah. Filled with drugs. Probably. Drug I mean, medication. I don't think they would take them unless they were filled right. with drugs. Oh, God. So that's what they look like. They're just like... She has really nice eyebrows. I mean, yeah, uh, work it, girl. Yeah, it's just, it's just uncanny valley shit. Like, yeah. it's just... It's like... Imagine American Girl doll, but, like, more intense yeah. and more Uncanny Valley-y. Uh, so, do you want to see Winston Whitehall? I do want to see Winston Whitehall. And, like, later in this first season, Jack accidentally leaves Winston Whitehall on a train. <gasps> and so the producers have to track him down because his dad is, like, devastated. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Winston. Yeah. So, this is Winston.
0: Oh, there's, yeah, yep, Whitehall.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So, there he is. Oh. So, it's just, it's just like a hyper-realistic toddler doll. Oh. And Jack Whitehall. it's Whitehall's- funny
0: because, like, in that photo, I thought he was just hanging out with his grandson and his dog. Nope. Nope, that's a doll. That's,
1: that's a doll. That's, uh, in fact, Winston. Uh, he has no grandchildren. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, follow at Winnie Whitehall on Twitter if you want to follow Winston's adventures. But... Yeah, it's oh. it's it's a good time. So yeah, cool. So that's Luke that. <laughs> um, I have a story
0: of a my my, my doll. You know, does wear people clothes yeah. and also might have the spirit of a child infused in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, We're
1: all so on theme.
0: Yeah. So my my guy my doll <laughs> is named Robert. <gasps> Just a basic ass yes. name, Robert. Yes. And so I got a lot of my information from Atlas Obscura, Wikipedia, and then the Key West Arts and Historical Society. Nice. And oh, I'll- I forgot to oh. cite my sources. Oh, it's okay.
1: Sorry. The recent upsetting doll news is from the BBC, mm-hmm. and the Kumanthong and Thep information is largely from Wikipedia and Time Magazine, as well as Kaosodinglish.com. Dinglish. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can go to the Canadian Broadcasting, what, can, can, Canadian C- Broadcasting C- company, company, probably? Yeah, CBC Corporation. That's where I found the, uh, they, they did a radio interview with the the guy who found his dad. But basically everywhere, People Magazine had it. Like yeah. Just,
1: just look up. I think Washington Post had something about it. Yeah, Washington
0: it. Post had an article. If you just look up dad in, ba- or, <laughs> or found in basement, or dead dad found basement, or it- just skeleton found basement. Or just, like, like upsetting basement news. Yeah, like, you'll see it. Washington Post had a pretty detailed article, too. CBC had an actual audio interview, so it's... It's
1: However you want to get your spooky news. Yeah. You
0: have choices. The mainstream media will help you out. (laughs) Um, Because they research their shit. Yay! Alright, so, yeah. And it's funny, because this is from the Key West Historical Society, I was thinking recently, like, I really want to go to Key West before it goes underwater, and my first thought was because I want to go see the Hemingway House, and I want to go kayaking and stuff. Sure. But now I'm like...
1: Maybe not. I kind of want to go see Robert. Nice! <laughs> I'll come with you to see Robert. Maybe I'll go see Robert. Yeah. So And get some key lime I was doing my and research
0: and had the photo of Robert up, and Jack sat down on the couch next to me and goes, is that a potato head? <laughs> you wish. And then he looked, kept looking and goes, he looks like he's made of cork or a sponge. So that was Jack's evaluation of this boy. All right.
1: So... <laughs> But is he friends with Winston Whitehall?
0: Yeah, so according to legend, there's this doll that has supernatural abilities that allow it to move, change its facial expressions, and make giggling sounds. Nope. Some versions of the legends claim that a young girl of Bamanian descent gave this boy named named Robert Otto the doll as a gift or as retaliation for a wrongdoing. Oh. Other stories claimed that the doll moved voodoo figurines around the room and was aware of what went on around him. That's fun. Other legends claim that the doll vanished after Robert Otto's house changed ownership a number of times after his death, or that the young boy triggered the doll's supernatural powers by blaming his childhood ma- mishaps on the doll.
1: Oh, but according I think to the that's local- the one that inspired the horror movie. Yeah, so according to
0: local folklore, the jo- doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and a cornucopia of other <laughs> misfortunes. How does the doll cause job loss? Right, well, we'll see. The doll calls in and is like, he's not sick, he's faking, and hands and up. the doll is now h- h- housed in a museum, and some museum visitors suspected, supposedly experienced post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. <laughs> um, so if you're thinking about, okay, it's creepy doll. Love it. Reminding you of Chucky. Maybe. It actually is the inspiration for Child's Play, which Yay. is the first um, Chucky movie. And there's that epi- a podcast and TV show called Lore, mm-hmm. and it was uh, featured in an episode of that as mm-hmm. well. So Robert is 111 years old, and he lives at the F- Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Mm-hmm. But before that, a very long time ago, he was the property of Robert Eugene Otto, an eccentric artist and member of a prominent Key West family. The doll and the owner did have the same first name. Classy. But the little boy actually responded to Gene as his name, kind of okay. like like uh, because his name was Robert Eugene. Yeah, and so yeah. he would be he would respond to Gene. Gotcha. But Robert was a childhood birthday gift from Jean's grandfather, who bought the doll during a trip to Germany, mm-hmm. and his relationship with this doll continued into childhood, or adulthood, and what people remember is that they were probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll Mm -hmm. because he brought it everywhere and he would talk about it in the first person as if he weren't a doll. He, uh, he would treat it like a live entity. That
1: can only go well.
0: And so what's interesting is after some digging, the museum was able to trace Robert's origins to the Steve Company, mm-hmm. which is the same toy maker that first manufactured the teddy bear in honor of Theodore Roosevelt. Mm. Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. A Steve historian told the museum that Robert was probably part of a set fabricated for like a window display.
1: Oh, okay. Right? And yeah. it was
0: of clowns and jesters.
1: So. That's great. That's great. Clowns and jesters are never creepy on the own. Exactly.
0: Right and the com- the curator of the museum, whose name is Corey Convertito, mm-hmm. she's also Robert's caretaker at this point. Oh. She was saying it kind of makes sense because he's got kind of an impish behavior and suits his personality. Mm-hmm. And then he also has this little sailor suit. Oh, and the sailor suit, the company says they never made. Oh, good. They were like, yeah, that wouldn't have been the clothes that he would have worn. Oop. And so, it's leading them to suspect that it was probably an o- outfit that Jean had worn himself. Oh, and, and it was the right size. The- okay. Yeah. So, according to legend, the young child began to blame mishaps on the doll, Mm -hmm. and while this could have been laughed off as childish storytelling, adults also started noticing odd occurrences, especially as Eugene and Robert grew older. Okay. And as an adult, uh, Eugene lived in a stately home he called the Artist House, where Robert could be seen positioned in the upstairs window. Mm -hmm. School children swore that he would appear and reappear, and they avoided the house. Myrtle Reuter purchased the artist's house after his death in 1974 Mm -hmm. and became Robert's new caretaker. So instead of being like, I want to buy this house and throw out this doll... She was like, I'm, I'm going to keep it doll.
1: forever. I love um, it. It's my child now.
0: But then she turned it into like a museum and visitors swore that they could hear footsteps in the attic and giggling. And some people said that Robert's ex- expression changed if anyone badmouthed um, his old friend in his presence. Fun. And sometimes Robert would move around the house on his own. And then after 20 years of this, Mm -hmm. she donated him to the museum in 1994. That's a good place for him. I feel like you could have donated that earlier, girl.
1: No. She's Um, like, I'm going to love it for a while, but then I'm going to get over it because he's not going to go. So basically being at this
0: museum, um, lots of people flock now to this museum. Mm -hmm. He's had his aura photographed. He's been on like spooky TV shows. He's Mm -hmm. a stop on a ghost tour. He's inspired a horror movie, which came out in 2015. It's called, I think it was just called Robert. Yeah. And I saw the trailer and it was really creepy and bloody. And I was like, this has nothing to do with what I read. And then there's another
1: one in 2016 called The Boy. Yeah. I was like, this sounds familiar. And I couldn't remember the name of it. So I just searched like movie with doll and this came right up. Because this was a horror movie where like this old couple hires this woman to nanny their doll. I remember, yeah. And she's like, "Well, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that shit." But then like she starts to neglect the doll. Yeah. And I I was I'm looking on the Wikipedia page. It doesn't say that it was inspired by Robert, but but I have a hard time. How could it not be right? And yeah, right. Yeah, like
0: and and thinking also about Chucky, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, Um, it's a bummer.
0: But you can also find that he has a his own Wikipedia page. He's got a Twitter. Mm -hmm. You can find him at Robert the Doll. He's Mm -hmm. got a Facebook page. The museum also sells Robert memorabilia, Hmm. and so. When, if you ask his caretaker at the museum if she believes that he's haunted, mm-hmm. she says she's never had a bad experience with him. She's never felt uncomfortable. She just takes care of the doll. She responds to letters and inquiries for him. Sure. People send a lot of candy and gifts and stuff, and mm-hmm. she's like, this is still a museum. Like, this is kind of weird behavior for people to do. Yeah. But she, she rolls with it. I mean, good for her. The Key West Arts and Historical Society also has, like, their own little bio about Robert on their website. Classy. And they, they talk about them being best friends and voodoo, and basically interviews with the the Otto family says that Gene Gene must have placed his own spirit within it because basically he spent like a great deal of emotional energy on the doll throughout his life, Mm -hmm. and so he would blame point he would shift blame when he misbehaved as a child and saying you know oh Robert did it right, and then he kept really like. Exchange basically one or the other was, like, the same person. Yeah. So they're saying maybe
1: that's kind of what it was. I mean, if you recall from our episode about, I think it was poltergeist, that kind of, like, demonic energy is attracted to kids in adolescence because they're so emotional and, like, volatile. So I could see a kid being like, no, Robert did it, and then that's giving him all the bad teenager juju. Exactly. And the
0: Key West Historical Society actually had some interviews with people. Mm -hmm. And so, like... Tenants of the house, after he passed away in 1974, after it was purchased by Miss Myrtle, said that they could hear footsteps in the attic Mm -hmm. in the room above them. And one day they had a plumber come in and he heard giggling and turned to find the doll had moved across the room on its own. Good. And then a Solaris Hill reporter named Malcolm Ross visited Robert Robert and said... It felt like a metal bar ran down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as Mm. if he was asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? Yikes. And then his friends told him Robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture. And it was at this point, Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if he were following the conversation. One of the men made a comment about what an old fool Gene Otto must have been, and Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. Shit. And he says, there was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us.
1: And the doll was like, hey, fuck you. That guy's really nice, <laughs> Right, he was my friend. He gave me a soul. Yeah, so, like, fuck you, first yeah. of
0: all. Like, he's just being a good bro. And, of course, like, as I'm doing this research, I had... The Kingdom Hearts live stream, <laughs> like it's just all the cutscenes from all the games playing in the background. Sure. And it got to the end credits of Kingdom Hearts 1. And in the end credits, you see like a little snippet, like epilogue, yeah. of like Pinocchio becoming a real boy. Oh. And Jack said something today that was like, oh, Geppetto, you son of a bitch, dabbling in necromancy. <laughs> yep. So I was thinking about that too. I was like, shit. <laughs> Robert is just a cousin of Pinocchio.
1: Yes, Geppetto made Robert too. And he fucked up. Damn it, Geppetto. That's why you don't fucks with life. Right. Just don't fucking do it. No necromancy. No necromancy here. <laughs> no necromancy with your weird fetus dolls. No necromancy with imbuing dolls with spirits. Exactly. Just no necromancy. No necromancy. It's a very simple rule, guys. Help yourself
0: out. Make your life easier. No necromancy. <laughs> All
1: right. Next doll. It's story. like it's like oh. in the Incredibles where the rule is no capes. Oh no Our capes. Rule is no necromancy. necromancy.
0: All right. Ready for the next one? Yes. Yeah.
1: So I have two specifically haunted dolls that we're going to talk about. No necromancy. Mm. So yay. The first one, shout out to Atlas Obscura. Where I, I, I love Atlas Obscura. Out. Yes. I could not find information about this doll other than on Atlas Obscura. Hmm. But I chose not to look too deep into that. I'm sure Charlie's very real. How obscura. <laughs> At last. So we're going to be talking about Charlie, the haunted doll. So let me paint you. Another word picture. Yes. In 1968, in the attic of an old Victorian home in upstate New York, there was a trunk. It was your standard mysterious trunk. It was beat up, it was mostly empty, but for old newspaper and one old printing of the Lord's Prayer. Which, if you don't know what the Lord's Prayer is, it's the really upsetting one about laying yourself down to sleep and hoping you don't die. It's a real bummer. And very scary for children. I don't know why it's so firmly talk to them yeah no i i never had to say prayers
0: or anything before i went to bed but someone did tell me the lord's prayer like when i was at like you know first grade or whatever it was like i my first reaction as like a small five-year-old six-year-old was like
1: why would you die in your sleep i mean (laughs) yeah basically the lord's prayer is how i learned you can die in your sleep yeah and then i was very afraid i was gonna do so because yeah some family member or something had gotten me the lord's prayer on like almost like a sheet of metal yeah. where it was, like, engraved in there. And so it's, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Right. If I die in my sleep and I don't say this, I'm fucked. Yeah. And anyway, so it's, it's not the great thing. You know, when, when
0: we think about ourselves as children, we were both very anxious we children. We were very anxious as children. And so... I just feel for every anxious child who learned the Lord's Prayer and and couldn't sleep for a little while
1: after that. Don't want to die. I was
0: was right there with you. Yeah, we
1: feel you, small child. Also, you should not be listening to this podcast. Anyway, so printing of the Lord's Prayer, not great. Mm -hmm. Bunch of old-timey newspapers. There was also a doll in this trunk. Ah, scream. Nestled at the bottom, waiting to cause your nightmares. Mm -hmm. At best guess, the doll is probably from the 30s because the majority of the newspaper that was in the trunk is from, like, the early 30s. Yeah. So it would make sense that, like, if you're going to pack the new doll away, you're going to use now newspaper. Yeah. So probably from the 30s. But nobody actually knows how old the doll is. The family who discovered the doll named him Charlie and added him to their collection of antique dolls because they hated themselves and wanted to be haunted by these antique dolls. Like, they were just begging for it, honestly. So all seven members of the family, because they had five daughters and then a mom and a dad, Mm -hmm. they didn't really pay attention to Charlie because, again, they had so many other antique dolls. They were like, all right, just join the crew. Mm -hmm. Woohoo, free doll. But then Charlie started to move around on the bench where they kept the dolls. No worries, though. They were like, we have five daughters in this house. It's probably one of them just being funny and being like, oh, no, Charlie's moving on his own. And yes, all five daughters were like, I didn't do it. Yeah. We don't fucking touch Charlie, but the parents were like, eh, one of them's probably lying because you know how kids are. Kids. Kids. And then in further hilarious kidliness, the four-year-old, the youngest daughter, said that Charlie spoke to her in the middle of the night when she got up to use the bathroom. Please no. Which, like, it's a very vulnerable time when you get up in the middle of the night to pee we're all vulnerable, it's dark, it's scary, you're trying not to wake up too much because you want to go back to sleep, but you got to pee. Mm. And then this fucking doll is like, hey, four-year-old, fuck you, Charlie. No. She probably peed her pants. That's me conjecturing. I don't actually I would know. I pee my pants. I would. Are you kidding me? If I heard a fucking voice when I did not expect one, and I already had to pee. But the parents were like, ha, what an imagination our four-year-old has. Oh, well. But soon the other kids were wise to Charlie's shit and they focused on him above all the other antique dolls and they were terrified of him. They would not go within five feet of him and they refused to get up in the middle of the night anymore, even for bathroom emergencies. So I can only imagine they are now all peeing the bed because they're all like, fuck that shit, I don't want Charlie whispering nothing to me. No. Fuck that. Mm -mm. So one day... The four-year-old turned up covered in scratches, but she insisted that the family cat was innocent. Charlie was the one who had scratched her. And the parents were like, you know what? This has caused a lot of chaos. We don't believe that anything is happening with this doll, but clearly the kids think that Charlie is evil, so let's just pack him away in the attic. No harm, no foul. So they locked him in the trunk once he came, and everything gradually returned back to normal. Sure. But then decades went past and the house was eventually sold by the adult children and the locked trunk made its way to a garage sale. When it was opened, Charlie caught the eye of an antique doll collector because those are a thing by people Mm -hmm. who want to be haunted. And the homeowner warned the woman being like, look, I grew up with this fucking doll for a bit. He's fucked up. You don't want to fucks with him. And she was like, no, that's probably fine, but still, Charlie kind of worked his way through a string of different owners, mm-hmm. and persistently rumors followed him that he would move around on his own. But he was always the most active in homes that had children, mm-hmm. so that's a bummer. He kind of mm-hmm. fed on them. Anyway, he now lives at Local Artisan, which is an oddities shop near Salem, Massachusetts. Would you like to see Charlie the haunted doll? Yeah,
0: I'll do it. I'll <laughs> do it for our listeners. <laughs>
1: Hi. No. Now tell me this: even if you collect antique dolls and you come across that motherfucker in a trunk, aren't you gonna get his face fixed?
0: Yeah, I would take him
1: to a restoration service. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, "This seems fine." I'm gonna plop this on a fucking bench. No, because I don't hate myself. No, I. I only want good things for me, and Robert is not a good. Robert's not a good thing for anyone. No, and his face is very judgy. He's very like, "Mm -mm." yeah. So fuck that. So, continuing on the fuck that train, ah, my last doll choo-choo. is Mandy. Not like the Barry Manilow song, but still, her name is Mandy. Okay. You came and you gave without taking. So, shout out to the Canadian Huffington Post website, the theparanormalguide.com, and quesnelmuseum.ca. Hmm. Canada, eh? In the annals of horrifying dolls is Mandy, an antique doll who popped up at the Quesnel and District Museum in British Columbia, Canada in 1991. Which means this doll is only a little bit younger than us. Just a little bit. dusty old crone face. But she has a cracked face and it is the stuff of nightmares. And her dirty clothes and ripped body hint at her age. She's about 90. And when she was donated, it was because her current owner was sick of her shit. The woman got Mandy after having a baby and cleaning out her grandmother's house, but what shit could possibly drive her to get rid of this sweet-ass free antique doll? Hmm. Well, Uh frequently, Mandy's owner would be awoken in the night and hear a baby crying in the basement. She would go downstairs thinking like, oh no, is my kid in the basement? What the fuck happened here? And she would find nothing except the window would be open. So she's like, you know what? I have enough baby crying in this house without a fucking ghost baby in my basement. Yeah. I'm fucking donezo. So she decided to ditch Mandy before her newborn daughter got really attached to her. So once... She says that once she dropped the doll at the museum, the baby crying in the basement stopped. So that's fun. That's fun. But now weird things started happening at the museum that housed Mandy. Oh, God. Lunches would mysteriously disappear from the fridge only to turn up later in a drawer. What? Ser- I know, I loved that, because at first I was like, well, that's just somebody being an asshole and eating someone else's no, lunch. But, just- but then it's in a drawer, so it's like, all right, that's not what I was expecting to no. <laughs> Assorted items, including books, pictures, and pens, would disappear, often turning up without explanation weeks later. Okay. Footsteps would also be heard even when no one else was around, and Mandy allegedly had to be kept separately from other dolls at the museum because she would do them harm. Frick. So that's fun. It's, like, scary Toy Story. Yes. She comes to life, but then she's like, fuck you, other dolls. Oh and Woody's like, please, I have a family. Please. It doesn't have to be like this. And oh Mandy's God. like, fuck you, Woody. Just, like, beats the shit out of him. Hangs him with his own string. Anyway, we're doing the gritty reboot of the live-action Toy Story. Oh, no. <laughs> so call us Disney Pixar. Oy. Oy. That was a good lambasting of the current trend I, of live-action action, oh Yeah, live-action
0: movies. Stop it. The only, the only one that gets a pass, the only two movies that get passes are Christopher Robin and Pikachu, Detective Pikachu.
1: Detective Pikachu (laughs) Pikachu is allowed.
0: Yeah. But like everything else. We don't need a gritty reboot of it. And also, fuck you for being like, the new Lion King is live action. It's not. It's just different animation. It's just animation. (sighs) Even the Washington Post said, and I quote, don't let Disney gaslight you. (laughs)
1: Ah. And it looks so... Whatever. Whatever. Well, this is not our yelling about gritty reboots of shit podcast. Be our other podcast. That's our other podcast yelling about gritty reboots of shit. And then our
0: other other podcast is yelling about Kingdom Hearts. Yes.
1: <laughs> one of us yelling about Kingdom Hearts. Another the other one, one going... I don't know what the is, fuck is happening. Is that a Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Is that Kingdom Hearts? Is this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> anyway. Most upsetting thing that happened with Mandy, in my opinion is uh, one time an assistant tried to take a picture of her for the museum's archive, which yep. I think is pretty standard museum practice. Right. You gotta take a picture of the shit that you have so that you have a record. So the assistant tries to take a picture of Mandy, and right as she is doing this, something fell off the shelf. Oh, And God. she's like, okay, fine, you know, these things happen. So she, like, runs over to check on it. And then when she comes back to take the picture of Mandy, the room was fucking trashed. Like... The room was in complete disarray, objects were mysteriously turned upside down, and the assistant was alone in the museum at the time. I hate it. Girl, get out of there. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, she did. So some museum employees were like, this is bullshit, we're just trying to, like, rustle Jimmy so we rustle some booties in to see this fucking doll. Except... The assistant came back to visit in 2017 after she took a different job, and she refused to go see the doll. She was like, I'm not going near that fucking thing. But I'm glad she got a new job. Oh, yeah. Mad props to her. And then she's like, I'm staying the fuck away from that. And then the employees were like, oh, she's genuinely afraid of this. This happened. This wasn't just like a fun, like, oh, look at our spooky doll. She's dead serious. Mandy's popularity peaked after she appeared on the Montel Williams show in the late 90s, which I love. Right. She was accompanied by the former curator of the museum, her donor, and psychic Sylvia Brown. When Sylvia allegedly read Mandy's energy, she said that the doll started out belonging to twins who had polio. Mm -hmm. When the twins passed away due to their illness, their mother's grief implanted in the doll, which gave it all this negative energy and negative Mm. power. So it wasn't the death of the little girls. It was how sad the mom was, which is sad. Sure. You know. Visitors to the museum report that if they do visit Mandy, her eyes will follow them around the room or they will blink. And children in particular will get lightheaded. One little girl fainted dead away while she was looking at Mandy. Oh, God. It is now part of museum lore that if something goes wrong, probably Mandy did it, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like with Robert. People are like, Robert probably did that. Yeah. And there is there is a Mandy the Haunted Doll film. Uh, I don't know if it's any good. It has two and a half stars on IMDb. So, yeah. like, use your best judgment. Yeah. Probably but not good. Probs not good. But this is Mandy. Oh. Uh, I mean, not as horrifying. I like her little sheep. I mean, yeah, her sheep is legit. Like, her face dead on is worse. Yeah, upsetting, yeah. Like, from the side, it's kind of like, okay, it's just like an old doll, but like... Yeah, from the front, it's a little bit... It's like her face is kind of melting and also cracked. Yeah, Yeah. I don't care for
0: it. Yeah. I guess... I I mentioned this before about the Robert memorabilia, Mm -hmm. but like, you can buy... Oh. Like, they have, like, a tiny Robert doll, which is a Oh, good. That's not... But it's, like, less upsetting than the actual thing.
1: I like that he kind of looks like he's giving, like, the A and a, a thumbs up. Yeah, he's and then you can get, like, out.
0: a t-shirt. They Love have, it. you know, the um, string voodoo dolls, like, little keychains? Oh, yeah, They have one for Robert. Nice. They've got, like, buttons and stickers and coasters. And nice. They have a t-shirt that just says, Robert did it. <laughs> but I think <laughs> oh, I think the, that shirt. I think the the mini version, it's... It, it's not as horrifying as, like, the actual version. The actual no. version is really upsetting. That one's a little less upsetting. Yeah,
1: like, again, he's kind of giving, like, the fawn's face, and he's giving a thumbs up. Yeah. Which is kind of charming in its way. Yeah. So, I've just got one little thing. It's
0: Japanese lore. Yay! It's, like, tangentially, you, you can think of it as, like, Japanese booty dolls. Yeah. So, the first one, and they're they're both related. Like, one is a form of the other. Um, so it's called Katashiro, mm-hmm. um, and b- the basic translation is form substitution, so if you're okay. thinking of voodoo dolls, right? Or polka dolls. Or po- polka dolls. I'm
1: playing Pokemon soul Silver.
0: Yes. yes! So, um, Katashiro are human-shaped dolls, and they're usually made of paper, but sometimes of wood, straw, or metal, and I'll talk about the straw ones later. Okay. There are different shapes and designs of Katashiro to suit the many purposes they serve. So basically, they're a type of ceremonial object used as a substitution for someone or something, Mm -hmm. but usually they're used as a substitution for a person during a ritual. So sometimes used in, most commonly in purification rituals, where Mm -hmm. a person's sins are transferred into the katashiro, and then the katashiro is then discarded into a river or body of water to take the sin away from it. Okay. And then they also are often used to ward off evil in a similar fashion. So if you're suffering bad luck, a katashiro can be used to absorb the bad luck from you, or prevent bad things from occurring so like, as, like, a dummy. So
1: it's kind of like a reverse yeah. voodoo doll. Right. So, so instead of using it to do bad shit to other people, it absorbs the bad shit. The bad shit. So it's like,
0: because, you know, you can think of, like, bad spirits <laughs> not being smart enough to discern which one's the real one.
1: Bad spirits are notoriously stupid. They're, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so if you suspect that you're going to be targeted by a curse or, like, ill will from someone, mm-hmm. you can put up a katashiro to be the substitute target for your person. So, kind of like a poke-it-all.
1: Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, the headspace you would have to be in to be like, oh, fuck, I bet they're gonna curse me. Yeah. <laughs> and so katashiro
0: can also be used in spells or curses as a substitution for a real human target.
1: Okay, so more like so that's a where that's there. where we start
0: getting this voodoo part, right? Okay. And this can involve inscribing the name, birthday, or other personal information onto the paper doll. Oh, that's upsetting that you just need to know something yeah, about it. It's and not then, like you need something of theirs, like with voodoo. Right, well, and I'll, I'll talk more about that with the, the next version. Um, mm-hmm. So the spell is performed on the doll, and then the intended effects are supposed to happen to the actual person. Okay. So one variation of this is the wara ningyo. And wadaningyo is a type of straw doll, and mm-hmm. so there's two kinds of wadaningyo. There's the one that is just a straw doll that little children play with, right? Great, great, love it. Go, go over there and play with your dolly. Right? <laughs> but the other version can be a like more of a voodoo doll that and, looks like
1: some Blair Witch bullshit, right? Doesn't it right look
0: there. like Blair Witch bullshit? So another name for this is also suge ningyo.
1: Okay,
0: but they're basically a po- popular kind of katashiro made of straw. So they most commonly depict humans, but they're occasionally made in the shape of horses or other animals, too. Okay. Maybe if you want to curse your neighbor's horse or something, right?
1: (laughs) Man, Um, I really fucking hate chestnuts, so fuck you, chestnut. Right. So, again, this is kind of
0: like the other katashiro where it was initially used as protection, and then you can also use it for bad things. So kind of like there's light magic and dark magic. We talked last week about light elves and dark elves. We did. There's good things and bad things. good dolls and bad dolls. Right. So, waraningyu are used mostly as wards against evil. So during the Heian period especially, mm-hmm. War- waraningyu would be placed alongside of roads for protection against plague or disease or oh, any th- you know bad things that happen to travelers mm. along the way. So it's hoped that evil spirits that brought disease or violence would nest in the straw bodies instead of living human bodies. Afterwards, the straw jaws would be discarded into the river, which again purifies the evil spirits. Right. So waranin though, are the most popular devices in a number of dark rituals. Mm -hmm. They're combined with something from the recipient of the curse, such as a piece of hair or fingernail clippings or something of theirs. Gotcha. And you stick it inside the straw, Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a substitute for the intended target. Then you stab long nails into the waranin that harms the subject as well as the doll. So hence that kind of Blair Witch-looking Picture that we were looking at on my phone earlier. That's fun. So there are specific rules for creating different types of Mm waraningyo. It can detail the materials to be used, the way the dolls are construction, it's constructed, and the objects to be inserted into the waraningyo. Okay. I know that I was reading one article previously because most of my stuff is simplified from yokai.com, but there was Mm -hmm. one talking about like putting on a special white kimono and like doing all this ritual stuff. Yeah. But they say, like, these days it's difficult to find materials needed to perform the curses because they're not necessarily sold in stores. Good. Because it's, like, like this kind of witchcraft is frowned upon in this establishment, I right? Mean,
1: yeah, we need more age-restricted um, curses.
0: Right, but there are some websites these days that will sell pre-made curse kits <laughs> that contain all of the items you might need to perform a specific curse, including waraningyo, long nails, a mallet, pre-written <laughs> curses on rice paper, and with blanks to put in the recipient's name, and then other accessories. I
1: feel like we need to do a spoop hour gift guide for, like, what to get for the person who has everything, and you get them a pre-made curse kit. Yeah, and that was... <laughs>
0: Actually, when I was online today, I had several targeted ads for that new. There's some kind of mail order, like weird mystery game. Ooh!
1: Um, oh, the like hunt a killer, uh, yeah, like mailbox subscription. Yeah, there's like
0: a mailbox subscription, like weird ass game. Yeah. Lately, and I'm just like ah, scream.
1: I I've been getting those for ages, but it's because I love true crime. Yeah, but there, yeah, there was something. So. It was
0: like in a Christmas guide. They're like, yeah, order this thing. It was yeah, it was really spooky. I'll, I'll put. Re- try to retweet it onto the Spook Hour account because it was very strange, and I kept getting targeted ads for it. Like while I was Good. doing our research today, I was like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so that I'm thinking, oh, look at all these pre-made spooky shit things. Love it. Yeah, love
1: I it. feel like the spooky shit delivery box is like the modern version of Murder in Small Town X.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a, yeah, it's like a murder mystery, which
1: means we are primed for a reboot. Of murder in small town acts. Exactly. Don't worry, Fox. Sasha and I will do this. You only have to pay us in Starbucks, but we will orchestrate this TV show. Yeah. Email spoophour oh. at gmail.com if you're interested. Were you interested. talking about Hunter Killer? Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah, so yeah. So that's not
0: the one that I'm getting oh. ads for. I'm getting ads for something else. And it was like this weird, like, like creepy box. Oh. oh God.
1: Well, your internet thinks you're even creepier than I yeah. am, so that's yeah. a bummer. <laughs> right? Yeah, mine is just like, you want to solve a fucking murder, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah,
0: there's... Hmm.
1: I'll have to look it up again later. Ooh. Sasha, there hasn't been a spooky box here yeah. in 38 years. Creepy. Anyway, <laughs> this has been your hour of spoop. It has. It's been spoopy. We're now afraid of dolls. We're now afraid of the news, which we were anyway. Yeah. Let's be real. And this, the year of our Lord 2018. So if you are still doing your holiday shopping and need gift ideas, we have a Spoop Hour merch store. Or yeah. you can just get somebody, like, a pre-made curse kit and, like, unleash them on the world, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, <clears throat> send your listener stories, like Andrew's really great story today, to SpoopHour at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at SpoopHour. Go ahead and check out Friday the 13th while we're talking about Andrew and his great things because that is his great podcast.
0: Yep. And stay tuned also for us eventually releasing this Kingdom Hearts thing with with Maxwell of Relic and everything is Crystals. Yes. That's going to be really fun. I'm very afraid. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited. There is some Kingdom Hearts news this weekend in that some assholes who work in manufacturing not manufacturing but in like the, the storage warehouses for like video game distribution uh-huh. or for just like, product distribution fucking stole copies <gasps> of Kingdom Hearts 3 and
1: none of them were you well I would
0: never <laughs> I would never you I am willing to caught. wait would- I've waited this long I'm you would do like the... an Ocean's Eight but it's style like heist. Forty five days out for the before the release and there were so many leaks this weekend. Aww. They and sound like a real bunch of jarths. Right, a real bunch of jarths.
1: We'll but explain that we'll on will the explain on this episode. Yeah. It's fine. But,
0: hey, if you want to
1: talk about Kingdom Hearts, let Email me know. Email spoophourtml.com <laughs> or message Sasha on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. I don't know the words, so you can do whatever you want. I'll or if you, you've got
0: ideas of things that I need to do to stump Courtney on this podcast.
1: It's not hard. It's not hard, I'm but so if there's dumb. something
0: that you're like, tell her about this thing. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. I just I just there's don't just know. so much. There's just... I just don't know. I'm going to make Robert do it.
0: One week. Oh, God. <laughs> One week till Christmas. Let us know if there's any Christmas spoop we still haven't covered yet. Yes.
1: Or if there's some Hanukkah spoop that we haven't touched on. If there is some holiday lore that you want us to talk about. Even if it's just like your family's weird tradition. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to knock your shoes when you come into the door on Christmas. Because otherwise the ghosts get in. Like, I don't care if your family made it up. I want to hear about it.
0: Or if there's like weird 2018 stuff. Yes. That we haven't talked about
1: yet. Because it was a we, real fucking We have two
0: episodes left in
1: 2018. So let's cram it in. Yes. Let's cram it out, guys. Thank y'all. Bye. Murder. Obsession. Addiction. Panic. Schizophrenia. Mania. Violence. Survival. I'm Kate. As a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, I was in the middle of a lot of those experiences. It was my job to come up with an explanation for how the hell did we get here and what happens next. And I'd like to share some of those stories with you. Just make sure that you're ready. Because sometimes, after I'm done, you'll think, I felt better before I knew that. You can find Ignorance Was Bliss under IWB Podcast, on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ho. 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 I just realized that if we had said it one more time, we could have done ho-ho-ho. Ho. 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 Merry.
0: Christmas. Bitches. Critches.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the end of the episode. I'm totally putting that at the end. Okay. <coughs> mm.